You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the Binge Sportscast. is this that's the one yeah everyone's watching the sports as they are played many a wager into that's gonna be three and for me this week baby vegas paul everyone's hoping the team will win I'm drunk. Yeah. We're gonna talk some shit and you can too. Just dial 708-316-8822. Get your take heard on the show. Let's smash some beers and go! Yes! Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the Binge Sportscast. It's 2022, and we're here to talk some football. I'm PJ, and as always, joined by my main man, TM. TM, what's going on, buddy? What's up? 3-0, baby. 3-0. Monster season. You talking about, we're both champions. Um, we're both champions here today. Oh, Congratulations yes. on your Binge Fantasy League championship. So satisfying. So it's satisfying. Oh, man. It was, uh, I was texting you early in the week too, or early, I should say early in the day, midday saying I've lost three of my finals, made it to the finals in three of my four leagues. And then sure enough, the Minnesota Vikings gave me a late Christmas present and didn't, couldn't get their head out of their ass. And you know, it was a beautiful thing, beautiful thing. And my lions also gave me a present by allowing a, Second rate running back to go off for 175 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, how many how many leagues did that guy win on Sunday? Oh. Unbelievable. It was uh it was very, very fun. And TMU, on the other hand, were not a fantasy guru this year, unfortunately. But No, I was not. You are kicking my ass, as you mentioned, in picks this year. Uh well, last year and this season. Uh, I think I went one and two again this year this week. I was just like, oh, no, no, no! Real quick here, don't uh, don't be trashing me, fantasy. I was top scorer in the league. I did get the second highest payout. So basically, we dominated the financial side of the league this year. Yeah, so you thank know, you. You can include me. You don't have to put me down, Mister Twenty One and Thirty, <laughs> on your picks over here, your trash picks. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's why I don't gamble, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I do not gamble. <sighs> but yeah, we're. Uh, did you? Uh, did you have a good New Year's, TM? You guys staying healthy, staying non-quarantined? We yeah, were quarantined we, for five well, days. Well, we was were. Fun. We were kind of quarantining towards the end there after my in-laws left. Uh, we just laid low, watched. Um, I mean, if you really like New Year's Eve for me, I was amped 
for the semifinals of the college playoff, the college playoff, and I can't recall a bigger letdown when it comes to sitting down and being ready for sport. And it's just both games. I mean, the Alabama game was on earlier. I, I won money on the bet that I had chose to put on the game. So, you know, is it, I'm just kind of watching that on mute on a smaller TV while my son's still watching Pixar and stuff. And then the Michigan debacle at night. Just what a letdown. It's like going to a Super Bowl party and watching a blowout it, it, twice. I mean, it was just bad. Two teams didn't even get in the end zone. I mean, a really bad product. Very bad product. I, I don't know what um, you're talking about, man. I mean, like, <laughs> I know you. Our, I mean, our season ended week. December third. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what you're talking about. You know uh, what? We don't. You don't have to sit here and talk too much about it. I can't imagine. I mean, I can imagine because I had money on Michigan. I was rooting for them like a fan. But my thing is, I mean, is can we now? Can we move on to the eight team playoff? I mean, that's got to be. It's, it's such a letdown. It was so boring for, like, just, you know, an amateur fan who was giving a shit about that night for gambling purposes or anything else. I mean, yeah, the game yeah, sucked. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's if we're going to do it, let's get into it. I have some thoughts. Okay. And um, okay. We'll, we'll start with college football, and then we'll, we'll move on to the NFL and things that are coming in week 18 here uh, and, and what we found out in week 17 as well. So let's do that. College Roundup. PJ will break it down, just give him time. College Roundup, TM ain't got no fucking clue. He went D3. Shit. Shit. So, yeah, I mean, Tim, you already kind of let it off with, um, you know, the anticipation. And we talked on this show before Christmas, uh, you know, kind of the anticipation for those games on New Year's Day. Um What's weird is all of the bulls. Okay, I just want to correct you real quick. New Year's Eve was the games because. What did I say? New Year's Day. Yeah, and I and the only reason I correct you is because New Year's Day. (laughs) Provided some fantastic games, which I think just further backs my argument for more games, more meaningful games. I mean, the Ohio State game was absolutely. It's the best college football game I've watched all year. Um, but anyway, go back to what you were saying then, and we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. that. So all I was, you know, in anticipation for this game and, and being there, uh, I don't know if we actually showed up, but our names were on the game marquee. Um, it made, <laughs> it made it so like all the other, and this I think was partially COVID partially that also, I think lens or leads into your point about the playoff that these games, these other bowl games, like, did you watch a single bowl game between December 20th and December 31st? There might have. If I went through the list, there's probably a game here or there, depending on, like, you know, when it was scheduled, if it was, like, a weekday afternoon or, you know, if I was working. I might have wagered and followed. I never really put a game on, no. Yeah, I, I mean, I, there I might be, oh, this is on. I might throw it on. But, you know, no, I was never locked into a game. It was all about... The semifinals. Right. And yeah, I think the only game that we sat down and started to watch was the Michigan State Pitt game. But mm-hmm. essentially a Heisman finalist in their quarterback and the best running back in college football opted out. So you had 
a third string pit quarterback versus a Michigan State team that, you know, struggled to move the ball. And it turned out, I didn't even watch the end, but it turned out, you know, Michigan State came back late and it was fine. But I didn't, like I said, I didn't finish watching the game and everything else just, you know, you had teams that were, were, uh, they canceled bowl games. They brought yeah. in, you know, Rutgers, your hometown Rutgers. team. Who, what a joke! Yeah, were they, were they five and seven? Five or and seven, yeah. Uh-huh. And you know, and and I'm glad, you know, that the who did they, who were they playing? Wake Forest? Is that who it was? Yeah, they played Wake. I'm surprised that they kept it as close as they did. I mean, right. it wasn't and, a good game, but Wake was scoring 80 points a game by the you know in yeah. friggin' November. I'm surprised that that Rutgers was able to like feel the team you know what i mean like I, I feel like by the time that choice comes around they're not ready you know yeah you know because they're they're essentially just... done before thanksgiving so and anyway yeah so, so back to the bowl games you're absolutely right new year's eve that was the day and then everything else that was important was the next day and I don't know if if we'll ever get to a playoff, but I don't know that. I mean, they must be making money on these other bowl games, right? Is it just TV money? Is that what it's all all it is? Well, it's every game is on just the. I mean, ninety percent of the games are on ESPN. Right. Um, you can't. I mean. I had, like you said, there's no interest in any of the early stuff. Like, I, one day I was like, oh shit, the bowl started. And I looked, and like three or four of them had already been played. I'm like, oh God, like, I don't care at all about this. But it's just, yeah, the, the schools have got to be making money. That That's that's yeah, the yeah. key. And, and it's, these be. are these colleges who, God knows, you know, how this, this financially all works out for these teams. It's, it's all a bunch of nonsense with colleges and finances anyway. But I just think that. You're able to have, I would say, I mean, Sunday, the Notre Dame game was wild. The Ohio State game was wild. Those are two teams that would have been in the top eight. So you could have had Alabama blow out whoever eight was, and then you could have had uh, Georgia blow out whoever seven was. And then you could have had, or sorry, I guess it would have been Michigan actually blowing out seven. Then you could have had Georgia win First six, you could have had an amazing four or five. You know, you, you, there's got to be some kind of momentum. You, maybe you can explain to me. I mean, you've been watching college football longer than me. Jesus Christ, how many weeks off? Oh yeah, well that's three, the argument, four. Right? That's another. That's another thing. Well, it's almost you know, a month. I mean, like I said, the mission, the the Big Ten tournament, uh, Big Ten t- championship game was December fourth. Yeah, it was so essentially a at month and twenty seven days. That's and, four weeks. Yeah, and they they will make the argument, right? The argument is, well, the kids have finals and they're stu- their students first, and it's like, go, go shut up! Like that is, that argument is dead. They can they go to school all year long while playing weekend football games, so they can take their finals. They can go to school like the last two weeks while. They play, and it's eight schools. Or if you want to get up to 12 or whatever it is, it's only those first couple weeks. Then they're out of school. You give some time off. You move it an extra week. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Do you think you would have got more, you know, uh, you would have got bigger audiences for 
you know, if you had like a Michigan State or a Pitt who were 10 or 11, if you were doing the top 12, let's say, you'd have a much bigger audience base if you let yeah, those two well, teams course. play, you know, the week after the Big Ten tournament or something or Big Ten championship. Yeah, or take a take. I mean, if you want to take a week off, then and then come back with, you know, your first, however you set it up. I mean, if there's eight teams, you need what? You need three rounds, right? So. Yeah. You need three weekends. So there's your take take your week off either right away or take your week off, give the championship teams two weeks to prepare something kind of like the NFL. I don't know. Right. But they really you. need to Yeah, they need they need to do something because that's just a big ass flop right there. Um like Cincinnati, for instance. Okay. Cincinnati was kind of a darling, you know, undefeated team, great defense, gonna, you know, can they hold Alabama? Blah, blah, blah. Well, they kind of did. But their offense didn't move. Right. It was pathetic. Every camera shot of their quarterback, his face, I was just like, what? Is, like, look at this kid. He does not belong in this game. This offense does not belong in this game. And they're kicking field goals. Come on. What did you think it was going to be? 13-10 in the fourth quarter? You're playing Alabama. So you got to go for it. So that, like, you know, that in that sense, bust. Yeah. And then... Unfortunately, Harbaugh did Harbaugh things. You know, it it was just like every other year. The text you're sending me, you know, never mind like the hashtag fire Harbaugh. But the other one was when you had said uh, we're completely out. We're getting completely out coached in every facet of the game, and we're not changing anything. That's yeah. the that's the text I've gotten from you. Of course, consistently says his entire coaching career. Yeah, I mean, come you on. Know, and I- I had after the game, I, I, my family got together on New Year's where we watched a lot of the, the other games. And I was talking to one of my older brothers, not the one that I typically talk about on this show. Um, but, you know, he, he kind of said, you know, he's like, I agree with what you're saying about, you know, them looking like they were just out schemed and unprepared. He's like, but then I started just watching what was happening on the field. And he brought up this play and showed it to me. There was a play in the first quarter where Michigan was running the ball and they were pulling a guard. And the Michigan guards coming from the right side of the line and pulling down the line. And so this is a 300-pound offensive lineman who's running full speed and he runs directly into one of the Georgia defensive linemen and just stops. Like he hit a brick wall. And I think that happened in the first 10 plays of the game on offense and defense. And Michigan just like put their tail between their legs and curled up and died. There is, and this was the conversations all week here, you know, the last couple of days on talk radio, there is just a different level of talent in the SEC. Right. And that's all there is to it. We've talked continuously in this state about how the only team that will ever have a chance in the college football playoff from the Big Ten is Ohio State because that's who they recruit. They are getting the top recruits from the North and nobody else is getting anybody from the South. It is extremely hard to play when Alabama is 
getting seven, eight, nine five-star players every single year and teams like Michigan or Michigan State or Notre Dame or even, you know, Oregon or they get like one or two. Right, just second shelf. They're just second tier. That's it, yeah. You know, we're coaching up three-star kids, and you can say what you will, coach them up, coach them up, but when you just have a revolving door of the best talent in football, it's not, you know. And and Georgia is on a whole other level, but you even saw what happened with them in Alabama. It'll be very interesting to see what happens on Monday. But those teams are on a completely different level. I think Michigan is kind of – until they want to go down a road of, um, you know, playing how the SEC plays. For a long time, it was the SEC used to overdraft, or not draft, over recruit. So they would recruit 40 players, even though they only had 30 scholarships, and then just pick the best of the best. And now mm. it's more based on the NIL. And like Michigan doesn't, they have a. <clears throat> When the NIL was allowed by the NCAA, they Michigan's is way, way restricted compared to all these other. I mean, you look at the guy who um, the number one. Can you just explain? Can you just tell me what the NIL is? Because I have no That's, idea. The I, NIL is like the um, uh, them allowing them to to get money, right? That's their. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard it referred to that way. Gotcha. So, but each school, the NCAA allows it, but then each school and each conference then puts their own stipulations on who can who can sponsor you, right? And where you can get money and how much money you're allowed. And I'll, you know, well, this may be a, a topic for another show, but when you allow, I mean, the number one recruit in the country, I don't know if you know this, Tim, do you know the number one recruit, high school recruit in the country? Do you know where he's going? He's going to Jackson I, you know, I State. Just... Yes, like that's to go play with, um, with Dion. Uh, Neon, Dion, yeah. Neon, Dion. Right, 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 right. Yes, I so, did just recently hear that. And he's not just going to Jackson State because he wants to play for Dion Sanders. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of people who want to sponsor him or pay him for his endorsement and get millions of dollars before he even you know walks through the door. So. That's a whole nother level. It's a whole thing. And and we talked about, you know, it's, it's, it's eligibility, keeping kids eligible who can't even spell their names. It's, there's so many things that make it very difficult for college football to be that it, like the way that it was before. And until something changes, I'm not sure that we'll ever see, you know, I mean, Alabama's won what? Seven of the last 13 National championships? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know? So, yeah. I don't, you know, I I was I was really frustrated watching the game on Friday. And, you know, it's embarrassing. And then after you kind of just, like, sit back and, like, watch the games on Saturday on New Year's, like, sitting there thinking, like, looking, I'm like, we could compete and play with all of these teams. And we have. We did. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just, it's frustrating. But I've been able to come back, settle down a little bit. 
and accept, you know, what we did and, you know, hopefully continue to do it. And I think sooner or later it will get frustrating for people. And, you know, I think Cincinnati has an argument to say, like, listen, like, yeah, we deserve to be there, but, you know, could you give us a fighter's chance, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. So what I mean, do you... they did for considering considering, you know, where they're coming from and who they can recruit, it's a hell of a job. It's a hell of a season, you know. I mean, they're they're obviously not gonna be hanging their heads thinking, oh, we should have won it. Right. So that being said, you know, that's one thing, but then the Michigan thing is a whole other thing. I don't know. Uh, you know, it just yeah, it is what yeah. it is. And now back to my text to you, my rea- immediate reaction. Do I think they could have done a better job preparing? Uh, yeah. Because yeah. Georgia did. <laughs> Georgia took our defensive line completely out of the game. All I know. Was... Hutchinson, I texted you at one point. I was like, Hutchinson is a non-factor. Because like, they didn't allow him to be. They sprain l- your ankle and get off the field right. because you're killing your draft status right now. <laughs> like, Absolutely. it was brutal. But they did exactly what has, you know, they, they threw quick outs they, you know, they, they rarely held on to the ball for more than a half a second. And, and who knows? I mean, ugh, anyway, I don't want to talk about it. Nobody wants to hear me talk about it. So let's talk All about right. TM. What is, so what do you want in a college football playoff? Do you want eight teams? Do you want 12? Do you want yeah, 16? Yeah, I think so. I think eights. You start with eight just to get some more excitement. You know, it's like. Like, you'd have a Saturday night game there that would probably be the 4-5, you know? Yeah. Or, yeah, eight teams down to – yeah, I, I say eight. So if maybe you did, trim the fat, trim the fat then. Like, well, you yeah, know, the, and if you, the, do, if you do eight, it allows you – it allows the conferences to still matter because what you do is you just take the automatic bids. Whoever wins, you take the five. You yep. take the power five winners and three wild cards. Yeah, so that brings in like this year you would have had Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, Cincy uh, might have Baylor. Yeah. I guess it would have been who beat Oklahoma State, and then so mm-hmm. you did. Well, the five would be Michigan, Alabama, Oklahoma State, uh, Utah, and whoever won the ACC. That terrible conference. I don't even know. That anyway, relevant. And then you would have Cincinnati as a as a wild card or a at large. You'd have probably Ohio wait, State. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, so Oklahoma State came out of the Big Twelve. No, no, Baylor ended up beating them. Baylor the beat them. Championship, right? So ACC is is a power five in football. That's a mistake. Well, yeah. Well, but what about the I mean, Oregon? What's ACC, the Oregon conference? Right? Oregon's Pac twelve, and then Utah beat Oregon. Yeah, well, Utah Utah provided the best entertainment right. of the of the whole bowl season. So, I mean, unless the national championship, the the Ohio State Utah game. I, now, the the main podcast guy I listened to just was salivating all over Utah. So, what did I do? I, I just couldn't stand hearing it anymore, and I expected something out of Ohio State. So, I bet Ohio State minus three. So, I pushed on that. But then I'm watching the game. Watch the every minute of that game. And it's like 35-21. And I'm like, hold on a second. I went on to draft, because I'm like, Ohio State's going to win this game. I went on to DraftKings. I looked at a live bet. It was the uh, total points for 
Ohio State in the game. And it was 41 and a half. And I'm like, ah! Threw a ton of money on it. Luckily, I got it. They won the game. So I pushed. So I didn't lose any money on the game. Ended up winning big. Um, but what a, what a hell of a game, man. Yeah. Back and forth. You got 93 points scored. Like, just a classic, awesome college offensive game. And, uh, you know, you, you, you one game Saturday night or Friday night, that would have been enough if you had one game like that. But the matchups didn't provide for that. Right, you know? and that, I mean, but that would be that might be the argument with an eight team playoff is that the like one versus eight or the two versus seven matchups you're going to get the same BS. But then the three versus six and four versus five probably be great games. So I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know what the answer is, but either way, it was a hell of a season uh, at least for us. I think in general, college football. I don't know. It was kind of a little bit of a letdown this year. I mean, you had 47 number one drafts or number one teams, you know, throughout the year. Well, I mean, Georgia and then everybody else. Like Iowa was at number two at one point. I think Penn State was at number three at one point. Michigan State was up at, I mean, Oregon. These are not, you know, all these teams. It's just like, okay, well. I really think, yeah, I mean, you, you, I came into this show geared up to just scream eight game eighteen playoff eighteen playoff, but you're right. The imbalance of the SEC and really Georgia, Alabama, and then everybody else just presents such a huge problem in this conversation. Like, you're like you're right. Like, who's who? Who would be eight this year or seven? Who was it? Was it was it Notre, Notre Dame? Because because Ohio State was five, right? Yep. So man, like. But then again, you've got, I mean, listen, during the regular season, you know, Auburn gave Bama a game. A&M beat them. I mean, any yeah. given Sunday. The, the key is you don't give them four friggin' weeks to compare for, to prepare for the inferior team. You yeah. go right, then you go right from the SEC championship. Okay, we locked up the one seed. All right, now we're going to go play whoever, eight, Notre Dame, you know, whoever it is. But that's, uh, that's, that's, You'd have to do it that way. I think you absolutely have to do it that way. Yeah. So, yeah, because they would have played Mississippi. Oh, yeah, Ole Miss, yeah. Ole Miss. I mean, if, if Cor- Coral could play and stay on the field, that could have been a game. Michigan would have got Baylor. That would have been a really good game, actually. Right. 2-7. Baylor's defense was sick. Then you get Ohio State, Georgia, amazing. And then Cincinnati, Notre Dame, which is actually a rematch. Because right. Cincinnati's the because they beat Notre they beat Dame early in the year, yeah. I mean, look at that, look at that right there. Alabama, Mississippi's the worst game in that lot. Who cares? It should be. It's one eight. Yeah, and you I could, mean, you could it, argue that like Utah gets in there, somebody else. You know what I mean? Or right, Utah could right. Yeah, you could exactly because I'm just looking at selection committee. All right, right, exactly. You could put yeah, yeah. You put you put Utah at eight. Let yeah. them play Alabama. That would have been a good game too. There then you go. there you go. It's yeah. It, they will. I think eventually you'll get there. I think you'll get to eight because the problem is too is you'll look at somebody like you know you watch Michigan get their you know doors blown open and somebody like Baylor or even you know has an argument and be like why aren't why aren't we in there you know what I mean like we beat we won our conference we were you know eleven and two. Give us a shot at Georgia. 
Now, who? Now, what is your? Give me your thoughts on Monday night. What do you? I mean, is it going to be Bama again? You know, the problem like, is, I didn't. What do you? What do you? I didn't watch enough of the first matchup between them, that SEC championship. But right. I, I mean, watching it Georgia's, was a blow. It was a blowout. I know, but watching Georgia's defense, I like. I don't even understand it, and I don't know how. Uh, you know, Michigan didn't figure out what Alabama figured out because watching their front seven, I don't know how you move the ball on them. Their linebackers are amazing. Their defensive line is just un- unstoppable. Like, and maybe, and maybe I'm overblowing it, you know, based on the talent on the field, but I know Alabama essentially just started winging the ball and they're secondary georgia secondary is pretty uh suspect that's their weak yeah that's their weakness so so that's what they did you just got to get yeah you got to get the ball out of your quarterback's hands and you got to get the ball downfield two things michigan did not do yeah uh but so yeah i mean watching georgia i don't know i don't know how they've got 10 days right to to prepare for each other they've already done it once um i really like Georgia's front seven and I think they'll come out and and look better you know than they did I think they maybe they saw their own news clippings a little bit and you know and Alabama had a little chip on their shoulder right I mean they were they were talking about being out of the playoffs if they would have lost to Georgia so I think I think Georgia's got a little bit of you know something to prove so I kind of like Georgia I don't know what the line is but if I had to put money on the money line, I think I'd take Georgia. Okay. The line is – it actually just went up to Georgia minus three today. There were two um, – there's a big $300,000 money line bet on Alabama down in – where is that? I think that might be out in Vegas. And then there's two there, – uh, Caesars took 210000 Dollar bets on Georgia minus two and a half this afternoon, so the line went up to three. So it's basically two and a half, three is is what you'll find. I already bet Alabama. As soon as I saw you were giving me any points with Nick Saban in Alabama, that's where my money went. And um, I think they'll win. I think they are just better coached, and they're just they got a better quarterback, and they've got more talent. You know, I mean, how yeah. close is that argument? Fine. But you're saying Georgia's D-line? Well, guess who recruits the best offensive lineman in the country? Absolutely. The Alabama Crimson Tides. Right. <laughs> so That's right. I just, I don't, you know, I don't see, I just don't see Alabama. You don't bet against Alabama. And you gave me points? Thank you very much. You know, and that's, that's I think it's smart gambling. I'll root for Alabama. I don't like Georgia's coach. I don't like his hair. I don't like his Stupid face. Visor. And I don't like. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, I hate the visor, and I don't like their quarterback. Um, and, yeah. I, and the way they just they the way they just blew him the entire Michigan broadcast about his story. I don't care. You're playing at, at, at Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Get out of my yeah. face with that. So what? <laughs> yeah. So I'm rooting for Bama, and I, I expect Alabama to win the game. Well, I think to I think to get. Closer towards an 18 playoff, we need Bama to win. So I will uh, also root for Bama. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever.
We'll probably be recording. That's right. That's right. Okay. Let's uh let's move on to uh let's move on to the NFL. That's the one. I got a bonus uh, sounder because we haven't played. You don't know how much we hate you (laughs) when you speak. It's clear you have no clue. And when you try to analyze, we want to puke. We can't believe we're stuck hearing a guy the likes of you. Because it's all bullshit. You're such a goddamn joke. And when we think of you, Romo, we hope you fucking croak. It's sad you think that you're talking smartly. I hear you talk all night long, acting intelligently. You leave us here all along. Feeling brain farty. Oh, somebody tell him, please. He's fucking terrible. We're on our knees. Pretty, pretty, please tell him. He fucking sucks. Tony Romo, you I originally had made that sounder last year for Chris Collinsworth. So that is also goes out to Chris Collinsworth. Holy shit, dude. The amount of garbage that comes out of these color commentators. Oh my God. Sunday nights before we start Dexter in this house, I'll be getting a few minutes of the Sunday night game in and without fail, every night, I just say something to the television while my wife is, like, in the kitchen getting a drink or something. And she'll just walk and be like, what did you say to me? And I'll be like, I'm talking to the TV, these guys. And she's like, why don't you just watch this on mute? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, they are the worst. So bad. Collinsworth is the worst. He is. And I... He... He bothers me because he doesn't have any idea what the fuck he's talking about. And Romo just, like, talks out of his ass. Like, oh, watch this play. He's going to do this. And then it doesn't happen. It's like, oh, well, you know. Like, oh, my God. I just – I hate them all. It's the, it's the other two that get, I think, the like the pat on the back for dealing with these guys. I mean – Al Michaels, I, I can't believe it. He, but he seems to be having a great time. And then Jim Nance, and Nance yeah. yeah. But you know what, Nance and, and Romo—they're just two rich pricks who fucking—they're just sitting there taking it in. They're just like, yeah, well, this is what we get to do, right. you know. And with all this talk of John, you know, R.I.P. John Madden, the 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 greatest to ever do it. 
and everybody kissing his ass and honoring him and all that stuff all week was great stuff. You got some great audio clips of him, the stuff with the turducken. All that stuff was great to see, and it just shows you, like, these clowns. You guys don't even hold a candle to him. Like, just go away. They just all have to be the smartest guys in the room. And But they don't. They think they do, but they don't. They don't need to be. Just, like, be normal. Like Call the game. Yeah. Tell us you know, there's you so much. The problem, too, is it's football. I mean, there's just, you know, like I have, I've talked about this before on the show, but I'll reiterate it here because it, it, it helps in these situations. To record a game and catch up to it or watch the whole thing, you know, recorded, it's amazing with the 30-second to the right button on oh, my Roku yeah, remote. Yeah. But just but it there are literally 30 seconds between every play. So you're talking about two minutes of dead air uh, during a drive, you know, like any four down yeah. Yeah. section. Yeah. And you get a replay here and there, but the replay sometimes is when it's is when you're getting the most irritated with them. And especially when they're analyzing and trying to see if somebody caught or didn't catch a ball or Got two feet in, or the analyst, the analyzing of the pass interference in slow motion <laughs> drives yeah. me crazy. It's like, yeah, I had a hand on him there. You're like, yeah, no shit. They're also running it of 15 miles per hour. Yeah. My question is always, who threw the flag? Where was the official who threw it? Because I didn't see that in fast time, and I'm on top of the players watching right. on a big screen. Like, what do you know? But, uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I mean, whatever 425 game or 8 o'clock, just record it, get the kids to bed and stuff, sit down and just fast forward 30 seconds between plays. You can watch a game in an hour, and it is glorious. They uh, Last night, because we're recording on Tuesday, we typically record on Mondays during Monday Night Football, but last night I had forgotten. Like I haven't watched much of the Manning cast, and I'm not a huge fan, but it, there does there is that – they do offer that break in the silence, right? You know, and a mm-hmm. lot of people they bring on the show are like complete and utter, you know, worthless. But I do like the idea of having something kind of else going on, especially when they're teams that you're not, you don't really care about. Um, so I don't know. I think they need to tweak it a little bit, but it's worth a worth a watch if you haven't watched it. I really think that there that the NFL could could do wonders, and maybe when we get this, because this is the la- apparently the last year of the Sunday ticket or whatever, maybe you can have an option, like say if Amazon takes over the games or, or some of the games. So 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 I, I mean I watch out of market all the time, right? Bill mostly Bills and then Dolphins, um, depending on who, you know who's better, what game's more important. We've got our rules here on you know, what game is on what TV and stuff like that. Anyway, how about an option for an announcerless viewing? Just game sound, just stadium sound with the official coming in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, how about that? How about that? How great would that be? It'd be a lot better than listening to these guys. I mean, half the time they don't even have the downs right. You know, and I'm not acting like I'm some kind of expert on the sport, but, you know, we watch a ton of this sport. Everybody does. My friend was saying to me recently, dude, the experts on this this fantasy podcast I was listening to totally said to start Beckham over so-and-so. I said to him, I go, dude, 
We are experts. We've been doing fantasy football for 20 plus years. We know just as much as these guys do. What? So I don't sit around and look into statistics on what these guys have done the last. It doesn't matter. Right. 100%. Watch the games. If you watch the games, you know what's going on. You, you like, again, I'm not trying to brag like I'm somebody smart here, but 28 and 22 and picks, baby. I think I know what's going on. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> these like, so let me just mute it. Let me just watch the game. Let me just, you know, that's that feature is something. I mean, again, there is the mute button, but I would kind of like to hear the crowd and the officials. So you're not sitting there going, what's the call? <laughs> right. If they don't provide the help. So that's why I'm saying just get rid of them. Well, how about an option to actually choose good football games to watch? Uh, yeah. I mean, the fact that. PJ, if, PJ, I know that you're in Detroit, but I'm sorry. <laughs> to no, be provided two games at once and have it every Sunday be the Jets and the Giants, I think trumps your Lions. You are. You, but I'm not even specifically talking about the Lions. So, you, I mean, the fact that, first off, they're only allowed to play three games in the afternoon is utter ridiculousness. Is that a word? Utter, utterly ridiculous. Like, utter nonsense. <laughs> CBS and or Fox, one of them gets two games and one of them gets one game. Why I need to have an Easy Bake Oven infomercial instead of the Chiefs-Bengals game yeah. is ridiculous. We had to watch Matt Stafford and the Rams... I'm tired of watching Matt Stafford in the Rams. I watched him for 12 years. And you got a game like the Bengals and the Chiefs game on. And I can't watch it. And then I got to wait for the Rams game to be over. And then the analysts go through their bullshit till I finally get to see the last like 10 seconds of the Bengals game. It's like, right. give me the option and I'm still providing you Fox or CBS. I'm still providing you my viewership. Why does it matter if I'm watching the Rams or the Chiefs? Give me the option to watch your channel differently. I will never understand it. It makes no sense. No sense. Uh, yeah, listen. I mean, I shelled out the funds for the Sunday ticket. This year, uh, first half of the season, I, I think I on air complained about it a few times saying I'm overpaying for a product because I'm basically just watching the red zone or the bills were on national television like seven weeks in a row and I didn't want to watch my shitty dolphins. So, but did that did, I will, I did change my tune on it as we got later into the season here because for exactly what you're talking about, I mean, we had the bills on, on Sunday, I was streaming the dolphins as soon as the Dolphins were over, unfortunately, I had to get wrapped up in the Jets-Bucks game because I put money on Tampa um, three different times. I'll explain that in a moment when we get to that game. Or two different times, excuse me. I'm not going to exaggerate. But then at 4 o'clock, it was amazing because I didn't want to watch Cowboys-Cardinals. And that was the only game that was on. So I got to put on the Saints game because that's where I bet my money, not, not the best game of the slate, but it's the game that I bet on. And I watched the Saints game. You and it was, it was fantastic. I mean, come on. The Lions I watched up a 50 burger? I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to watch Russell Wilson. So, yeah. 
<laughs> well, we his made farewell it, we made it. game. His farewell tour, Russell Wilson. Yo, uh, yeah, all right, well, let's, let's talk about some of the games. So those early games, I mean, we could talk about the, the Chiefs and the, the Bengals a little bit. Obviously, I didn't get to watch much of the game, but the, the Bengals were up. I'm sorry, the Chiefs were up early, right? Yeah, it was like 21-7, yeah. And then it became the Joe Burrow show and Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase going for 266. It's utterly and then I saw, you know, jumping to fantasy real quick, you know, his like 50 or 60 points, whatever, depending on whatever league, was only like the fifth or was like the fifth highest score ever by a wide receiver. I was like, how could there be more? It was unbelievable. <laughs> More touchdowns. It's the I only guess, way. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so good game, great game. I mean, I only got to see highlights. What do you take? You know, what do we what do we take from that? I mean, did we say now the Bengals are are live in the AFC? I mean, everybody's live in the AFC. Just get in and you're live. I would say is the yeah, and that's every what we AFC talked. I mean, mantra. we talked about it earlier this season where. There are six teams, I think. I mean, and like you just said, I mean, there are really every team in there can cause trouble for everybody else. The Bengals have just gone and kind of kind of put their mark out there saying like, "We're don't lump don't lump us in with like the Chargers, right? Like we're we're better than that." And you know, they did it by winning the NFC North, AFC North. They did it by beating Kansas City. Um and, you know, they they have something to prove. Burrow is Burrow's almost the, Burrow is the real deal. Almost that's what you want. Yards. That's what you want from your first round draft picks, everybody. Dolphins fans included. Dolphins fans, even Chargers fans. Fuck Herbert. He stinks. Oh, he's got a great arm. Whatever. He's not changing the culture and organization that continues to pull the same shit season after season, and they're doing it again. That loss in Houston, I'm not over it. It knocked me out of my survivor pool. And it was so typical Chargers, and I'm just so mad at myself for not seeing that coming because I should have known because they lose that game every friggin' year. Rivers' career is the same shit. He would have lost that game too. Anyway. So just to just – to, I don't – It's probably a bad go, idea. Go, Alcohol is a better option than caffeine right. for me doing these shows. To go, to, <laughs> to go on with Burrow even more. His his line from the game against the Chiefs, thirty for thirty nine, for four forty six. I mean, were were the Chiefs playing defense? I wish they would have got a call from Patrick because I have no idea what happened. Clearly, they weren't playing any defense, but neither were the Bengals. So it's gonna be very interesting. Very very interesting. Um, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, right? I mean, do we? Yeah. Do we think any? I mean, they're 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 going to get two home. They're going to get two home games if they you know if they win the first one they get to stay at home. So, I I'll see that. I mean, barring a catastrophe, like right now I'm looking at it. So the playoff picture as of right now, they'd be playing the Chargers. Now that could also be the Raiders. Um. But either way, I mean, those are two in division, so I guess it looks kind of exciting. I wouldn't put bet against the Chiefs in that situation at home no. in the playoffs against either of those teams. So, so um, yeah, right I now, would say the Chiefs 
Is it? I know what you're saying. Is it the Chiefs and everybody else? I guess the Bengals win kind of brings the Chiefs a little bit back to the pack. Sure. I mean, and what do we think I, about? I still. I was gonna say, what do we think about the Titans? I mean, the Titans are sitting here as the number one seed in the AFC right now. Yeah. Well, it's it's easy to win double digit games when you get to play the Colts, Jaguars, and Texans six times. So. That is true, but I, they also did win a lot of big games early on. Has there been any news, and not to put you on the spot, have we heard anything about um... – Henry Pratt is probably going to start practicing tomorrow or today when you're listening to this. Uh, probably won't play, but he's going to play after the bye. Yeah, no and that was what they were He'll... they were expecting or, or predicting that he would be back for the playoffs. So now if they get Derrick Henry back and he's – he is, you know, the same Derrick Henry. I, I don't know, man. They're either way. You're, yeah, you're in trouble in the AFC yeah. if that's the case. And they're not a pushover by any means. Um, but yeah, no, so they you have the Titans as, manhandled my team. Yeah. Oh, wolf. I, I saw the score and wolf. I just kind of said, okay. A lot of that was garbage time points, but um, we were completely outmatched on on offense. Our defense was there for a little while, but. Like our offense could Tua could do nothing. They completely took Waddle out of the game. Um, like literally, he had maybe one catch uh, in the first half. It was it was brutal. Um, so they're deep. They're deep played well. They're, they're, they they the team plays hard. You know, Tannehill doesn't scare you, but Derrick Henry does. So they're built for the playoffs, right? Running, running offense and a tough D. There you go. And, that's... and then, yeah, Chiefs are the Chiefs. Bengals are looking good at the right time. The I mean, fucking New England and the page and the Bills are the Bills. I don't know. I, Eric said it several times. They're not ready. It's not our year. I think he's right there. I mean, I just don't understand this team. I don't understand them sometimes. Look at all the weapons in the world. They just they still Josh Allen still three t- three interceptions on Sunday. Forcing the ball places. Um, you know, Atlanta's not a very good team. And they were a weird play away from only being down seven late in the game. Um, Matt Ryan, like, runs it in, celebrates, gets a taunting penalty. that It ends up not being a touchdown. And, you know, so back 15 yards and, and they don't even score. So, you know, it was... Just, just ridiculous snow game. But come on, you're the Bills. You're from Buffalo. You get in those, you get those elements and stuff. You're supposed to take advantage of that. Um, so what do we think about? Then, uh, what do we think about? You know, because I mean, the Bills are in, right? I mean, yeah, they're in. They're in. And they have to win Sunday to clinch, to the, clinch the, the, the a win or a, or a Patriot loss. So really, it's between the Colts. The Chargers, the Chargers and the Raiders, right? Right. And then if there's somehow Pittsburgh can get in. I can find it. It was like, it, I think it's a Vegas win. No, no. It's a Colts loss. Yeah, I got it. It's, and the Chargers a... Raiders can't end in a tie. Yep. There you go. So it's a Colts loss. So it'd be a, a Steeler win and a Colts loss. And then the winner of the Charger Vegas game would be the other team. So it's just those four teams. Yep. And Indy Indy's yeah. in with a win. 
and Vegas is in with a win. The Chargers are in with a win. So there's uh, it, it, it leaves for an interesting, you know, matchup. I really hope that it's the Colts, and I really hope that it's the Chargers. I don't think the Raiders are very good. They somehow find ways to win. Find ways to win. Um, And Pittsburgh. Well, I'd like to see Kansas City Raiders in the first round. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'd I'd rather see that than I I can't sit there and listen to more blowing of Justin Herbert this year. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'd like. I mean, the Colts should get in there at Jacksonville. I was very surprised by their loss to the that. See that that Raider Colts one o'clock game this past Sunday. It's really the only game that I just don't understand. It's just like the Colts. You know, you win and you're in. You're at home. What are you doing? Like, how do you not win that game? I don't know. I I really just was following that. Like, what is happening there? Um. So yeah. So that's AFC, right? Okay. And then, of course, one team we didn't mention is the fucking Patriots. I mean, oh, my God. They're there. <laughs> we put I a 50-burger up on to, Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. so go to the NFC. Green Bay, top seed. Guy got the bye. Now you've got Tampa clinched, Dallas clinched, divisions. Rams and Arizona is still undecided. San yep. Fran has not clinched the playoff berth, but they are the six right now, and Philadelphia did clinch with the Minnesota loss last night so or sunday night excuse me so the only team really left there it's san fran and new orleans you get a san fran loss and a new orleans win and they're in i can't that's pretty much there's a possibility of making the playoffs with they're the best defense they i think they have the best defense in football it's crazy though they have no yeah i mean and and even before they lost their starting quarterback (laughs) james went he wasn't anything either but I think that just they had offense. Through. They had offense then, though. Taysom Hill is pathetic. He is. I think it just goes. How did they give him that contract, man? How did they get uh, Sean Payton's going to fucking special. exit? Never, never. There's a movie coming out about him, man. Come on. Oh God. All right, so you got Arizona at home. Arizona should beat Seattle. So the Rams San Fran is like a, is just like probably the best game on the slate, honestly. And I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say there. You know, I mean that's a great in division matchup. It's, yeah. It's just uh, yeah. So that Arizona could still after their you know three bad weeks in a row here before beating Dallas on Sunday, they could still get the two, which would be good for them. They get Philly and or New Orleans. Unbelievable, like you said. Now, Dallas. Exactly. Now, Tampa. He's got, I mean, no Fournette, no uh, Godwin, now no AB. So it's Brady, Gronk, and Evans. And it's it's not enough. Now, I watched this fucking Jets-Bucks game. I bet live minus bucks minus seven when the Jets were up 14 seven. The, the original line was 14. So I'm like, oh man, I'm scooping a whole touchdown here. Give me a break. This is gonna this game will get away from the Jets. Then I bet it again at minus three when the, when the Tampa was down 14. So I watched this whole game. I don't get it. I don't get the Tampa defense. Are they just not trying? 
or is it is it just the fact that you've got a four and twelve team just fucking you know throwing a kitchen sink having a good time right I mean there's yeah, such a I, different it's gotta be that. attitude it's got to be something like that and they still Tampa still managed to come back and thank you very much Bruce Arians for the two point conversion to uh, so I actually got to break even <laughs> after all that disaster they were up. Two after the touchdown, and they went for two instead of just kicking the field. There's 15 seconds left on the clock. They got a two-point conversion. So thank you. Um, but I don't think – I think that Brady doesn't – it's so hard to repeat in the NFL, and they're so depleted. I mean, will Fournette be back? They got to win that first game probably without him, right? I mean, Fournette is just – he's been one of the most impressive players I've watched this season because every time I watch a Tampa game – the same words, the same statement comes out of my mouth. My God, how fucking good is Fournette? Like, yeah. he looks so spry. Maybe it's because he's wearing a single-digit number now because they all changed their numbers. But he looks like a college kid just running through these defenses. And I'm like, man, like, you know, when he was on when he was on Jacksonville, he looked like a bigger, bulkier yeah. Maybe he is. Runner. Maybe, maybe he, you know, cut some weight. and But, yeah, everything he and does, he catches the pads. Ball. Yeah, I mean – it's it's the Tom Brady. He's doing the TB12, whatever the word Yeah, really, are. really. It's, yeah. So is AB. He missed his dosage on Sunday, clearly. Oh, my God. So what I, did, when you were watching the game, did, <laughs> did anything, like, did, did they make Nobody knows. Yes, they, they absolutely showed it on television. Okay. Um, and then, you know, it's a total WTF situation. So even even Carrie saw it. So we're like scouring Twitter. We're trying to find anything we can about why it happened. And for a very long time, there were no answers. It was just he checked out. You know, you saw clips of him with uh, Mike Evans trying to keep him on the sideline. And then the first actual report you get is uh, Bruce Arians' press conference where he basically just says, AB is no longer a buck. And then Brady shows some major compassion for him. And then Arians later says, Coming look, back, yeah. we, you know, we were going to put you in the game. He, he was refusing to go in the game because he was hurt. Is that what he said he was hurt? All I that's what was... I know as of today. Yeah, now as of today, that's, that's how what I gather is that he was – they were saying you need to go in the game. And he was like, I'm too injured to play. And they were saying – well, if you're too injured to play, then you need to get off the field. And then he did that scene. But the guy needed like eight catches, one receiving touchdown, and a very manageable amount of yards, you know, in the next two weeks to make a million dollars in incentives. So that that's what makes it so strange. Because you, you, you know that information and you think to yourself, he was – like on, he was upset with the play calling. He wasn't getting the ball. He, you know, he was me, me, me. But that ended up not being. That's not the story. Hmm. Yeah. So. No. That's. I didn't. I didn't really hear uh, a whole lot about it outside of the speculation. And then I heard that Bruce Arians asked him to get in the field on the field twice, and then essentially told him, "Well, you know, if you get the f out, yeah, just get out." Right. Exactly. And that's yeah, what he yeah, did. So. Yeah. He's clearly got some issues. What what are you gonna do? I it's you know, and people we were my wife and I were just like scrolling through Twitter and people think, you know, there's ever since that Vontez Perfect hit that he took in the playoffs back when he was mm-hmm. on the Steelers, 
he hasn't really been the same. And I, and, and all these guys have CTE issues or some, you know, especially these wide receivers, but it's scary to think that, you know, a personality and, and listen, the guy was a diva before, but does, does something switch in his brain that just triggers him easier now, you know, or something. And I don't want to speculate. Everybody's doing that. It's, it's a little bit scary. It's a little bit sad, you know, and, and cause it's, it's not like it's one incident, you know, obviously he had the whole issue with his kids and his wife and the cops and all. There's a reason why he's been on, you know, a couple different teams and, you know, whatever. So cut from all of them. Yeah. I mean, apparently I read a tweet before about probably an hour or two before we started recording that basically just said Antonio Brown is technically still a buck because, you know, the the NFL report does not have him as released yet. And I'm like, oh, interesting. I mean, but the best part of this, and not the best, you're you're exactly right with what you said. I mean, it, it is borderline sad. It's scary. You don't know. We don't really know what's going on. I mean, Brady's comments tell you that, you know, I mean, the guy's struggling with a lot of problems. But – same guy sitting courtside in Brooklyn at the net game last night. So, you know, it's like he fucking Ubered right on into Manhattan. And this this actually addresses so when teams come and play the Jets or Giants, they usually stay at the Westin um over in downtown Jersey City. I used to bartend across the street. So, you know, like when Miami was in town, I never went, but everyone, like my employees would be like, oh, your boys are here, Tannehill's here, blah, 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 stuff like that. So my question to Carrie pregame was like, because the Bucks are here literally 10 inches from our front door. And I'm like, like, does Brady stay in Jersey City? You know, like, is does he do that? Has he got his own, does he have a roommate? Is is he, you know, 45 years old sharing a room with AB or sharing a room with Gronk or something like is that what do you like? Do you like? I'm dying to know. That's a, I, <laughs> I mean, and you got to imagine know. that some of these guys have like houses or you know uh, apartments or condos like in the city. And I I understand it's not like it's an easy oh yeah yeah city to to met like, but it's it's better than staying there because yeah, it is if you go at eight nine and if eight o'clock in the morning on a Sunday you're getting there no problem. Or if you just it'll take, take a ten minutes. Or, yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. It's like that inside stuff I kind of want to know. All right, now, anyway. there was, so, there was you know. one thing that came out from the Antonio Brown stuff is they have audio from when he left. I have it right here. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop that man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, they got him. They're coming from the left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Antonio Brown. (laughs) (sighs) Fantastic. All right, so what what are we what are we what do we take from all this? We're week eighteen, TM. Week eighteen. Week eighteen, an unprecedented first time ever week eighteen preview on the binge sports cast, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> and I was just reading that 
TJ Watt has a chance to break Strahan's record. Yes. But does it count? He had count? half a quarter to do it last night. Yeah. But does it count? Does it count? I mean, Strahan right. did it when they went from 14 to 16 to 17. So, whatever. I mean, new records got to be broken at some point. I mean, does it count? Like, does his 18th sack count? <laughs> the right. fucking well, far well, flop? Yeah. yeah, exactly. The lay down? <laughs> yeah. I, I feel I, – Kerry was like, wow. And I said, I feel no – no sympathy for Michael Strahan's record here. This is yeah. it should already be broken by a half. So, yeah, stupid shit. Yeah. All right. Well, um, do uh, do we just want to get straight into picks? How do you do? You want to do you want to? I, ju- I just I just want to quickly address with you who I mean is anyone beating? Is anyone going to Green Bay and beating the Packers? Is oh, my man, question. That was so. I watched a lot of that game. Obviously, fantasy implications and like the Rodgers to Devonte Adams is. It's incredible. The, the timing that they have and just the the mental connection, I just, yeah, I don't know. There's nobody playing better football than Aaron Rodgers right now. I think he's a lock for MVP. And I don't, I don't know. Their defense is stepping up. I don't know how anybody goes up there and beats them. Because what, Stafford? Yeah, because he's done really well there. I mean, no, that's certainly not going to happen. Who else in the NFC is any, even is remotely decent enough? I mean, Arizona. Uh, well, it would be it would be us. Brady. Yeah, it would be but, it would be Brady, but like like I said, I don't. I'm not confident with the injuries there, and yeah, uh, that Arizona would be my other pick because I feel like the offense is explosive enough to uh to do it now also this is the first time in weeks that i think i believe three weeks the packers actually blew out a team they should blow out i mean the game set a christmas night against that was the browns game that game should have been 38 to 22 they barely they like they just you know it's like you you watch sometimes and like are they just fucking around you know are they just trying new plays in the playbook what are they doing there's no Urgency. If you're up 24 to 12, you should still be scoring touchdowns. Right. And, and they they were. Ran, or the uh, the the Ravens gave them essentially and that then, game, right? You know, yeah. or at least. Yep, that was 14 point, 14 point deficit. But maybe that's, yeah. I mean, maybe oh. it's them just taking their foot off the gas. I'm not really sure. But when it gets to the playoffs, you either got a quarterback that's got it or you have a dominant defense. I think those are the two things that you need. And if both of your things are just okay, I I think you're you're toast. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, the Packers have both. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be it'll it'll be interesting. I would say right now, bef- you know, before we get a full playoff picture for next week's show, gun to my head right now, it's Packers, and whew, man, the AFC is really tough. But I would I'll just. I'll just say the Chiefs because I, but I've got a weird feeling it's not going to be them. I just don't want it to be Tennessee, man. I don't want to see that team in the frigging Super Bowl. No Tannehill. No Tannehill in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so that's, that's the real reason, right? Well, that's one reason. It's that. And I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I wish Buffalo would do it for my wife, but I don't think they're going to do it. 
you know, a team like New England makes me nervous defensively. The Colts is another team. These teams in there, they win that first round. But that's why the Bengals are so tasty right now because the odds are probably good. They have a decent defense, and they can score. So, yeah. I'll just say Chiefs-Packers as of now, but we'll make some picks next week. Yeah. that's a, I don't. I don't even know. I think that's who I, I think I took Bills Packers or I might've taken Chiefs Packers in the preseason. I'd have to look, find the notes that are somewhere right in front of me, but we'll do that next week. I'm ready to pick. My picks are ready, bro. Oh, I, I, I think I'm just going to quit. I don't even want to pick at this point. Ah, you can do whatever you want. I know I've already clinched victory, um, but you, you can ago. make three picks. Why don't you pick like Jack? Just uh, oh, pick, like, like pick, like, pick like Jack picks. What's this? Uh, what's this line here? Um, Bills minus sixteen against the Jets. Oh, please! I love the Bills. They're gonna crush them. Give me the Jets plus sixteen. <laughs> Lord, I was born a gambling man. Try to make some money by picking the best I can. But when they come to take my house and my car, my wife don't understand. I fucking suck at gambling. All right, TM, give us the numbers. Here I thought I had a good thing going. Houston was winning at one point. I'm like, there's no way they lose by 13. They lose by 16. You know, Trey Lance. I had, a buddy, I had a buddy talk me off that line. I had, I had money in on San Fran. He's like, I wouldn't do that with Trey Lance, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right. Can we talk? Did you, did you? I didn't see any highlights. I didn't hear anything about him. Does he suck? Is he good? He had one know. good. He had one nice play to Samuels. The only highlight I saw, and I was following your fantasy game and seeing that he wasn't getting the ball to Kittle. So for that reason, he sucks, because how could you not do that? <laughs> all right. Uh well, you know, the going back and forth thing has really, really worked well for me. So we should keep doing that. Actually, it's really worked well for you. Yes. But if you um, I also I also could have went 4-0 last week because your Giants minus 6.5 was just the greatest pick of all time. That Giants bears over the Giants. I mean, oh. the amount of money I've won the last few weeks betting against the Giants is just a fucking glorious thing. But I took the wood with the Pats minus 16. I hit... The football team plus six, and I had the Saints, who thank God got Kamara in the end zone at the end of that game to cover. Because man, that is—if the Ohio State Utah game is one of the best football games I've watched all season, well, then the the Carolina Panthers Saints is easily one of the worst. I mean, Miami's had some <laughs> bad ones too, but when you win those games, they're good games. That's right. That game was pathetic. So twenty-eight, twenty-two, and a push. For me, winning the year easily over Mr. Paul Joseph at 21 and 30, going one and two last week, and myself the three and oh, baby. Yeah, baby. So, yeah, baby. A couple of those late in the season here to really get me over 500 cushion comfortably. An over 500 year in gambling is, I guess they say, like 55. Most, most pros get 55%. Yeah. So. I might not be a scratch golfer, but I am a pro gambler, and I'm proud of it. Love it. All right, I'm going to start off. Please we're gonna do. do a lot. We're going to. Okay, we're going to. We're going to just. Um, 
the, the, the line I think that makes the least amount of sense to me, and it is Tuesday, so hopefully I'm not missing something here, but the Eagles plus seven at home against the Cowboys. What does Dallas have to play for? What do the Eagles have to play for? Well, the Eagles strike me as a young up-and-coming team with a young coach who is going to want his team to continue to fight hard through Week 18, play tough against the division winner in the Dallas Cowboys, a higher seed in the playoffs as well, and a touchdown dog at home? I just don't see it. I mean, Dallas... If Dallas gets falls behind in this game at all, Dallas McCarthy, Prescott, uh, these are guys who I think go to the bench. Who, who, you know, I see McCarthy saying, "All right, you're good. Sit down. We can't have an injury." Mari Cooper, sit down. They just lost Gallup. Yep. Um, so C.D. Lamb, sit down. You know what I mean? Like I, I just I, I don't see the motivation here for Dallas. They can't get the one seed. Um. This is the NFL, you know. This, this is, this is, this is, the, this is the hardest week to bet, probably. Besides week one, we're now picking the hardest week to bet. So, I see motivation from Philadelphia to play well in this game, play hard, keep their momentum. I mean, they're good. They've won some weird games. They, they play a lot of close games, and they, they need to continue. You know, they need to keep the momentum going here, going into the postseason as a lower seed. So. I'll take the seven points here. I feel like that's kind of a gift. I mean, is Jalen Hurts out? Why would he not play? And if he is, it's Minshew. So I'm fine there too. So give me the seven points with the Eagles. All right. I like it. I like it because you're absolutely right. Did you see, by the way, the clip of Jalen Hurts leaving the stadium and the Philly fans? Yes, I sent that to you. (laughs) Breaking the railing. And then apparently he wrote a letter to the NFL today or some, you know, you know, wrote, some uh, whatever you call it yeah whatever something you know about that this could have been a serious accident how can you let stadiums blah 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 anyway but scary 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 all right um i'm gonna go to another game that has zero implications now i can't believe the line is Still only two and a half, but I'm going to take my Detroit Lions at a plus two and a half going against another team that has literally nothing to play for in the Green Bay Packers. They're coming to Detroit. And the reason why I'm taking this is A, I know this could change. If Goff does not come back and play, I wouldn't do this on a Thursday. But if Goff is playing Rodgers, Adams, Jones, Dill. I mean, there should be nobody on Green Bay that's playing at all. And the Lions, they just have this mentality of wanting to win, even though they shouldn't. They will, they do not have, they don't, they're not going to have the Jacksonville mentality where when you look at the Jacksonville line, it's minus 15. I mean, obviously they're playing for, playing against a team that uh, has something to play for, but I'm going to take Detroit. I think they're going to, they want to, you know, have a, end the season on a plus note and so i'm gonna take detroit plus two and a half i think they'll end up winning outright because that's just what they do so give me detroit plus two and a half 
Yeah, there was a there was a little talk on a. Um, I was watching like Wager today or something before our show. They were talking about how they might play. They might play him for like a couple, you know, kind of like a preseason game or just to, just to keep him fresh. Because if they don't, it would in, it would in a, you know it'd be three weeks off before the next game. So they're, they're oh, talking right. I forgot. About I forgot. Rogers has got the t- Yeah, I forgot. I forgot about the seventeen. Like the, yeah. there's a buy in there. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, but I mean, come on. This is a nine and a half point spread if it's full strength. So Vegas knows. At least, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. All right, my second pick, I'm going to stay in the NFC East and continue to collect my money against the New York Giants. Now, it's Mike Glennon. So, again, I don't care who plays quarterback for the Washington Redskins. I just have this feeling it would be Taylor Heineke. I think he's a guy, if he's healthy, he wants to be out there to win one more game this season. I mean, the... You know, the starting quarterback this year was supposed to be Fitzmagic. Obviously, he got back injury very early. And Heineke kept this team in, you know, no, and there's injuries to the receivers, injuries to Gibson. The defense has been destroyed and COVID and whatnot. And this team's hung around, you know, the Washington football team, who, by the way, in one month's time, we will know their new. Ooh, I um, yes, their we'll logo. know who they are. We will know their mascot or their what? What do you call it? Their logo, their their logo and their mascot. mascot. Their name? It is. Technically, it's their, their logo, name, right? It's just their name, right? So yeah, the Washington whoever's and the logo will be released. I think it's the third, the second or third of February. So, um, but yeah, this is obviously a bet against the Giants. I bet every week against the Giants. What a dumpster fire! I don't know, PJ, if you caught. The Joe Judge post-game press conference. I think I'll pull it up and send it to you because maybe you can make some sense out of it for me. I don't know what he was responding to. I don't know who he, who he was yelling at, but apparently the Giants' upper, um, you know, management organization people have like given him a vote of confidence that he's going to be the uh, coach next year. That's not what he sounded like on Sunday. He sounded like somebody who knows he's going to get let go. It is just a, I mean, a dumpster fire to the nth degree. There is no better way to describe this. They're terrible. Um, and I just see Washington just getting up to whoop on the Giants. Why not? I mean, everybody in the NFC East hates the Giants. So what an opportunity to just kick kick a, you know, a five, four or five-time Super Bowl team when they're down and i think an in-division opponent will do that so give me the skins minus the six and a half this is easily a two-score win for the football team one last time wft <laughs> wft so I'm, I'm sitting here as i'm looking through these and you know the nfl obviously always does a good job this last week making sure that you know matchups are going on at the same time right so you've got for instance you know Cincinnati you know because if if for instance um Tennessee you know were to win they went out Cincinnati essentially has nothing to play for so there's still some seeding to to go on but I am going to oh man I all right 
I'm going to look at this Baltimore Ravens-Pittsburgh game. I think Pittsburgh kind of kind of blew their load last night. It was kind of the, the last hurrah for them. They're just not a very good football team. The Ravens have to win. And I know the Steelers still have a chance, but I think the Ravens... Do we know anything about Lamar, actually, now that I'm talking about this? I don't even know. Is Lamar even close to coming back? I I don't know. I mean, they're they're out of contention. I don't know why he would bother. (sighs) Well, shit. All right. Maybe you need to go with TM. I got so many. Why do I even care? All right. Never mind. Give me the Bears plus two and a half. Boom. Fuck Minnesota. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And that was a plus or a minus? That's a plus. That's a plus. I don't know. You were talking about the Ravens and then you just threw Chicago at me. So sorry if I'm not. All right. Game three. Probably the game with the most implications. Both teams are on a win and they're in. Give me the Raiders at home plus three Sunday night. Um, The Chargers go to Houston, lay an egg. I don't want to hear about COVID. You guys fucking stink. Then they win a game against Drew Locke and the the eliminated Denver Broncos at home on Sunday. Good for you. You finally won a game you should win. Um, Too easy there. Denver had COVID issues. Denver is, again, starting Drew Locke. I mean, give me a break. So... Here, here's the Chargers in a must-win situation to make the playoffs on the road against a division rival in the Las Vegas Raiders. Guess what? I've got more confidence in the Raiders here, and you're giving me three points. I'll take it all day. It's already bet in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Get out of here, Herbert. Get out of here, Chargers. I'm sick of your faces. You stink, and I can't wait till you're watching at home. Herbert will be in the same place as Tua. In two weeks, watching the postseason, so everybody just shut the f up. They both stink. Give me the Raiders. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, TM. All right, my last I'm laying it on pretty thick. That's right. That's right. The last and final pick of the 2021 regular season. I'm going to go with the darlings of the NFL right now, the Cincinnati Bengals. Still have a lot to play for. Obviously, Tennessee kind of holds their own cards, but Cincinnati still has a chance at the one. They win and things happen. The only thing that scares me a little bit with this game is Burrow got a little banged up at the end of that game trying to – did you see the end of that? We never even – it's just hitting my brain now, but the end of that game where – Cincinnati had a chance to run the ball in three times, couldn't do it, and or they did it. They tried to run in twice, then they get a pass interference in the end zone, essentially with no time on the clock. It was it was a little uh, a little shady for my liking. But that being said, the Bengals are going to Cleveland. Cleveland is in shambles. They've been in shambles forever, ever since. They were the darlings last year before the season started. There's not been a good thing that's come out of that team. Cincinnati's laying three points in a game that is going to be a must win for them if they want to continue on. I just think Cincinnati or the Browns have nothing to play for. I think 
They are a team that is on the verge of collapse. I think Baker is horrid. And I'm not sure who on that team is going to fight for any reason other than that it's a division rival. But they're not, like, keeping Cincinnati out of the playoffs. They've already won the North. So give me Cincinnati. I'll lay the three points. And regardless of who plays and what does what, they're going to cover what the Browns do on the field because they don't care. They haven't cared for three weeks, it seems. And that's it, man. Those are the picks, the last picks of the 2021 season. Now, I plan on going 18-0 and 0, and then you going 0-18 and, and me beating you by one game. That happen? Perfect. Good for good for you. You um, you hold on to that. I'll I'll actually take <laughs> eighteen of your bets as a bookie. Excellent. Now, real quick before we sign off, the end of that game. No, I didn't. I didn't see it. I've seen some weird highlight packages from it. But what was going on there? Why were they not just kicking a field goal, running the clock down? You know just ending the game that way. What was the idea there? Were they just being arrogant and trying to punch it in? Was there more, like, you know, just quickly break it down for me. Was I don't, two yeah, minutes? I'm not sure. It seemed no, like I, there was 30 seconds. What, so they they got down to the the one yard line. Yeah, I think there was, there's somewhere in that. There was still, no, there was still like a minute left on the clock, I want to say. So, there was this, there started to be debate back and forth. Well, do you kick it? Do you take a knee? Um, but I think Kansas City still had timeouts left. I don't remember exactly what the circumstances were, but they tried to just punch it in, and they couldn't do it. I'm looking up the drive. I'm just gonna. I'm looking up the drive chart right now. They first off, you've got Joe Mixon, like. Why are you trying to be Tom Brady and just sneak the ball in when you can just hand it to Mixon and have him push his way in? Yeah, they tried to QB sneak it twice. There was two minutes left. They were first and goal from the one with two minutes left. Okay, okay, okay. So I think regardless of what they would have done, yeah, regardless of what they would have done, they still would have given the ball back to Kansas City with like 30 seconds left. So they didn't want to kick a field goal. They wanted to go up, put it on their defense, and then they end up getting a pass interference. And then that's what they did is they, they kneeled it twice and then they kicked the field goal. So, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I was just seeing tweets, you know, people saying, what are the Bengals doing? And, you know, like you said, I'm not getting any footage of the game. From any of the, you know, nobody's showing highlights or keeping you informed. I wasn't doing red zone at the time, and you know, yeah, ridiculous. And that's when but so they pulled Burrow, it off. Burrow actually it. got hurt on the last play, and so their backup quarterback had to come in, kneeled on first down, and then spiked the ball on second down so that they could kick, kick the field goal on third. Okay. That's I it. like your That's Bengals it. pick. I think every time you've picked the Bengals this this season, I've loved it, and I've bet on it a few times, and that might be – I think I um, – okay, it's in. That counts. <laughs> I that counts. To, I had to pay. That counts for 17 games. That. 17 games. Okay. All right. No problem. <laughs> uh, we did not get to uh, BSV tonight, everybody, but 
please call in, um, you know, let us know what you think next week, what you think is going to happen in the playoffs. Call us in, you know, what you guys think is going to your predictions for your own teams this week. Um, and we'll try to be more top of mind and, and more uh, topical with your time sensitive, I guess I should say. Because <laughs> we did get a couple, but they were a couple weeks old. So um, we'll get back to it next week. And uh, anything else, TM? Nope, let's go. Let's get this season over with so we can get into some playoff football. And also, I mean, we'll probably, you know, maybe or maybe not be recording during the national championship game next week. We probably should because it's, you know, it's not that important. Agreed. Agreed. Um, that's next Monday. So, yeah. All right, everybody. See you then. We'll see you next week. So, peace. See you. Happy New Year. You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget... Shut up! I'm waiting.